It is January 19th, 2022. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find us on YouTube, BitChute, Rumble, Odyssey, and across all major podcast platforms. And you can always visit us at robisright.com. Without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Rob Smith. Hello, Stu. I see you must be on a trout fishing expedition out west. Yeah, I'm just keeping an eye on all these bears, making sure they're getting uh, fat, stocking up on food post-hibernation. Might catch a few fish for myself. There's a lot of omega-3 in fish. It'll give them a good winter's nap. Um, Stu, we're going to talk about the Russian bear today. At least I am for a little while. So very apropos with your your imagery. Thank you. Uh, Stu, um, I'd like to start off talking about someone who looks like a bear, is about the same size as one, Sonia Sotomayor. Apparently, the news is she's working remotely because she's afraid of catching COVID because um, Judge Gorsuch is not wearing a mask. And um, Stu, she's triple vaxxed. And as you know, she's an idiot. I actually looked up her resume today. And Stu, I know a little bit about judges and law. And um, she just got a district court appointment out of nowhere, meaning she wasn't qualified. And then she got appointed to the Supreme Court. And Judge, and Stu, I hate all this affirmative action thing because i can think of a thousand people more qualified than she and when you hear her idiotic remarks from the bench last um uh week about a hundred thousand kids on ventilators um, and now you see the way that she's reacting by not having a mask you would think she could do a little bit of independent research and find out that masks are totally ineffective in stopping the spread of COVID, um, and that she would have the courage to not wear a mask. But no, Stu, she's an idiot. Now, Stu, I'd like to, you know, defend Judge Gorsuch a, a little bit. I probably should have gone on DuckDuckGo, but I went on, you know, Google, and I tried to find out how much uh, Sonia Ways. And the only thing I could find was a very flattering piece um, um, that said she weighed about 173 pounds. Now, Stu, she's a big one, okay? Um, and I have to add at least 10, 10, 12 pounds because it was a, a, a fluff piece. So she's five, six, and she weighs. 185 pounds. You know what that means, Stu? It means she's fat. Okay. okay. <laughs> and uh, she also has diabetes. Okay. Well, why shouldn't Judge Gorsuch tell her to lose some fucking weight? Because if you think about it, most everybody who's dying, one of the comorbidities is being really fat. Um, but one has to assume that um, if you're dying of um, COVID, um, perhaps you're also more susceptible because you're fat. 
So actually what she's doing is she's putting his life at risk because she's so fat. And then something to keep in mind, there have been those studies that talk about how COVID does depend on the fat body cells in terms of replicating itself. So there actually, there's a serious correlation between raw body fat and the impact of COVID upon you. They want to mandate vaccines on folks, but if, if that's perfectly okay from a human rights point of view, why can't we take fat people like Sonia Sotomayor and lock them up in a jail cell and only feed them um, fruit and vegetables and water for two or three months until they lose 60 or 70 pounds? Food for thought, Stu. Food. Food for thought. Hopefully, hopefully healthy food. Yes. All right, Stu. Um, there's a 24-year-old in, um, in L.A. who was murdered a couple days ago. And she worked for a store called Croft House. And um, I know exactly where this is. It's on North Labrie Avenue. It's pretty close to Beverly Hills. It's an upscale neighborhood, Stu. And um, she's working there. And a uh, man came in and he just stabbed her to death. Um, and then he left. T- 20 minutes after he came in, they found her body in a pool of blood. This is an upscale neighborhood. Well, this is what police reports say. He was a homeless man. Uh, he was a black man. Uh, he's wearing designer. Well, all the media reports says, you know, it's a homeless black man. But if you look at the film, he is wearing um, designer skinny jeans, and he also is wearing very expensive tennis shoes. So still. Again, I can't help but think this is some sort of media manipulation. They don't want the public to think that really crazy, evil people are out there committing criminal acts. This has to be done by a deranged madman. It's a, it's a one-off. In other words, I think they phrase it like they have to think that it's a rare occurrence instead of just a blight of serious and violent crime going on in LA. Um, Her dad, Todd, blamed all this on the woke politicians, especially on Marxist DA George Gastron. Still, I have to say he's right, Uh, but I do think it's it's interesting that a homeless man is wearing skinny jeans and expensive tennis shoes. Uh, most of the ones I see are wearing baggy pants and worn out shoes. Again, you just can't trust anything the media puts out. And um, again, LA is turning into a hellhole, all because of these Marxist 
uh, politicians. It's the only thing you can do to explain them. Explain it is they are Marxists and they want to tear down society. Still, Governor Yunkin announced an executive order where wearing masks in schools would be voluntary. Immediately before the weekend is over, 16 school districts, uh, all blue county school districts, <coughs> announced that they're not going, they're going to defy the mask order. Who cares what the parents think? Um, and one of those school districts was the city of Richmond. The city of Richmond spends 40, more than 40% more than the adjacent counties spend in per pupil uh, tuition costs, uh, per capita costs. Um, However, it has the absolute worst test scores in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Dig this, Steve. Grades three through eight, only 35% are con considered proficient in reading. Now, Stu, what kind of standards do you think the public schools system has, especially the Richmond public schools, to be proficient, maybe being able to read a cat in a hat book. Um, but still, that is just, I mean, it is just abysmally low. Um, it's next to impossible to be that low, yet they have all the resources in the world, okay? Now, only 10% of students are at their level the level they should be in math. And these scores don't take into account the charter type schools of Open High and Franklin Military Academy. Take them out of the population mix and it's probably even less than that. But yet still we've got this superintendent, Jason Cameras, who um, is incredibly woke all throughout the riots, he was sending emails to parents, um, encouraging them on, and talking about what a shitty society we have. The guy makes over $250,000 a year. Uh, so he can be woke, and he can say we're going to defy the mask order. Um, but he can't fix his own schools. He is woefully deficient. The guy went to, he went to Princeton and the Harvard Graduate School of Education. Right there, Stu, anybody can teach and teach children to learn. You don't even have to have a high school education to teach a third grader how to read. Uh, but yet, this guy can't. Uh, because of his liberalness and his wokeness. Before he came to, uh, to Richmond, his resume boasts that he held uh, senior leadership positions in the DC public schools. Stu, there are probably only two school systems in the United States worse 
in Richmond. One is Baltimore and the other is DC. I think they have like a 6% reading uh, pr proficiency. 6% of their students re read at a, at a proper proficiency. Um, just another example of just big government, how it doesn't work, how liberals just totally aren't accountable. Stu, if I wasn't doing my job right, no matter what that job might be, I would keep my mouth shut about external matters because I don't have any credibility. Um, and Stu, if you don't believe me about how we don't need Harvard and Princeton, Harvard School of Education, education schools are the biggest waste of time and, and money. Read some of Walter Williams' columns. Black man growing up in Philadelphia during the time of segregated schools. And their schools were um, the testing of those kids and what they learned with no resources at all was a hundred times what inner city schools are today. And as Walter Williams would, would point out today, if he was still alive, it's because there's no nuclear families. Uh, but anyway, these guys want to spout off as though they are Mer Merlin, the magician, and they can fix things, but they can't, and they'll never be able to. So they should just shut the app up. So Glenn Youngkin gave, gave his opening speech in front of both houses of the General Assembly. And he said during his speech, My message to parents is this. You have a fundamental right enshrined in law by this General Assembly to make decisions with regard to your child's upbringing, education, and care and we will protect and reassert that right. Well, all the Republicans stand up and clap. No, no Democrats stood up or clapped. Instead, if I was in charge of uh, the governor's media, I would make a 15-second uh, video of that with a, a, a caption that says, no Democrats supported this statement. Um, this is how they really feel, something to that effect. Because I think it's a powerful, powerful image and undoubtedly true. Uh, you have to be a big government Marxist dude to not think that parents should be in control of their own children. And this issue has come up in Michigan now. Michigan's now having this debate about whether or not parents should be involved in the education of their kids. And so the woman who is running against Whitmer, 
she should probably call the Yunkin team and say, I need your playbook. Michigan is somewhat of a conservative state, except for the people who cheat in elections in Detroit. <laughs> um, um, so, I mean, she could wipe her ass clean uh, with statements like that. Think about it. Again, parents don't have any rights over their children's education. The elitism um, enshrined in in thinking like that is, well, I went to super nice university and I'm smarter than you are. Therefore, I should tell you how your children should be educated and what they should do and make all the rules for them. It's just the expert class thinking they're experts again. So why should a parent want to send their kid to a Catholic school or a Jewish school or a military academy? They think they know best when it comes to what someone should be indoctrinated in. And it's not up to the parent to decide what they think would be the best fit for their kid. Oh, yeah. It's all about indoctrination. And you're right. If it's a Catholic school or a Christian school or a Jewish school, um, they have an antithesis towards that. And because um, it's a direct threat to them and their power. Gee, believing in God and they and certain uh, moralistic creeds instead of big government. Oh my God, that's a threat. Stu, <coughs> this is kind of funny. Po Pelosi's top choice to chair the Transportation Committee in the Congress, uh, Eller Holmes Norton. Well, there's a, a video of her pulling her car into a parking lot where she runs into the car beside her uh, several times and she does this ass backward way of parking in the parking space after causing who knows how much damage to the car beside her uh, and then she gets out and she just walks away um, so someone who can't drive is going to um, be head of a congressional committee someone who's so dishonest that they smash into another car and they don't leave a note or even um, try to figure out who owns the car or accept responsibility for the damage they did is her choice to be chairman of a committee. Anyway, Stu, uh, I'm sure Eleanor Holmes Norton will be a great a great chairman of this committee. Smoke weed every day. Still, on another matter, we have the woke POS, Mark Milley, who's trying very hard to ruin the United States military. Guess what? He was tested positive for COVID, and he has symptoms, and he's been double vaccinated and boosted. Um, and four days ago, he met with President Biden. Now, still, he put a draconian mandate on all of our military forces. This is probably the healthiest body of population in the United States, least susceptible to, to COVID. 2.2 um, million uh, service people are in the military. As of about a month ago, they had 80 deaths. 
And that is a incredibly low number. And two, we don't know how many of those were from COVID or died with COVID. And my guess is to, if the national population is 5.2%, then you're talking about four people dying of COVID, but yet he wants to inject everybody with an experimental drug. Uh, still, we might have a uh, real altercation on our hands um, in the Ukraine. As you probably know, Russia's got 100,000 troops on the border. And this week, they've started to evacuate their embassy in the Ukraine. Um, so what does that mean, Stan? You have to think it means what it looks like it means. Um, we reported about a, a week ago that you know it may be too much for them to bite off because of the political uncertainties in Kazakhstan. Uh, and they didn't want two things going on at one time. What I have to say, Stu, it doesn't look very good. That's what I got, Stu, my man. Right on. So I am going to start off by looking at what happened with the Golden State Warriors. And so the interesting thing with that is that a Silicon Valley billionaire and Golden State Warriors minority owner he has sparked an outrage after saying nobody cares about China's genocide of the Uyghurs. And he has, of course, apologized for this. And he is actually a big Democrat mega donor. And by mega donor, I'm talking six figures. So he gave about $1 million to the Democrats in the last election which included 250K for the Biden Victory Fund. And then he also gave to Chuck Schumer's Senate, major Senate Majority Pack. He gave 750K. And so the liberal billionaire has also contributed tens of thousands of dollars to the Democrat National Committee and the failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. And what he said exactly concerning the Uyghurs, I'm going to play a video of. Nobody cares, about, no, no, nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs, okay? You you bring it up because you really what? care, and I think what that's nice that cares? you care. The rest of us don't care. I'm just well, telling you a very care? hard... Wait, wait, I'm you're you a very, personally don't care? I'm telling you a very hard, ugly truth, okay? Of all the things that I care about, yes, it is below my line, okay? Oh, of all the things that I care about, it is below my line. Disappointing. And so after saying that, he had to release a tweet and he said, in re-listening to this week's podcast, I recognize that I come across as lacking empathy. I acknowledge that entirely. And then he has to use their language. As a refugee, my family fled a country with its own set of human rights issues. So this is something that is very much a part of my, get ready for it, lived experience. To be clear, my belief is that Human rights matter, whether in China, the United States, or elsewhere. Full stop. So you have. I like how, he, first of all, he has to make himself a part of the victim class. Yes. You know, that's the only way you can have any credi credibility is to be part of the victim class. That makes you special. This has PR firm written all over it. Lacking empathy, my lived experience. 
as a refugee and then ending it with some sort of like declaration, like full stop. So that reminds me of one of the left's other mantras is tell us your truth. Yes. And so in this whole world of where we have to use double speak, the warriors released a statement and they essentially said that he was a limited investor with no day-to-day operating functions and that he does not speak on behalf of our franchise and his views certainly don't reflect those of our organization. And so they don't mention the Uyghurs directly in the statement because that would probably get the warriors taken off TV in China. Enos Cantor Freedom, who's an active NBA player, who has lots of strong feelings concerning China's religious persecution. You know, he's a Cantor is a practicing Muslim. You know, he has to play these NBA games during Ramadan when he's fasted. And I would say he averages about, you know, 13 points a game and around eight rebounds. So he's a pretty solid player, an active role player. And, you know, he's he went on Tucker Carlson to talk about this issue. And so here is that video right now. I mean, you look at the Uyghur people, what's happened to the Uyghurs is one of the worst human rights abuses in the world today. And there is a genocide happening while we are talking right now. And him going out there and saying, I could care less, is a shame and it is disgusting. I mean, so you just became an American citizen to see mm-hmm. the, the most privileged, the richest people in our society, some of them anyway, just say out loud, like, I don't care about anybody but myself making money, having power over right. this country. I mean, that must be kind of discouraging as someone who just got here. You know, you know, the funny thing is this guy, uh, this guy owns a company called, actually, I have it right here, called Social Capital, where they pretend to care about social values. And this is a virtue signal. And I have all those uh, re- recordings here with me. He pretends to care about the others, but the only thing he cares about is money and pr- promoting the CCP propaganda. And it makes me sick how he's using social justice to make money for Forrest's company. And I want to ask him one question. You know, one question. If your mother, if your daughter, if your sister was in those concentration camps and getting tortured and gang raped every day, would you still think about money? Would you, still, would you still remain silent? So I want him to answer that question. My last story for today is a really weird one. So Hong Kong is going to call 2,000 animals after hamsters contract COVID. And so what they found was that there was a pet store in Hong Kong where there was a COVID outbreak. And so they believe that the outbreak is a possible risk for animal to human COVID transmission. And so they're going to kill 2000 hamsters and some chinchillas. So any animal that they consider a small mammal, because these animals and the employees tested positive for the Delta variant and that these hamsters came from the Netherlands. And apparently the store there, the hamsters were also positive for COVID. And so this is coming from the Hong Kong Center for Health Protection. If you own a hamster, you should keep your hamsters at home. Do not take them out. All pet owners should observe good personal hygiene. And after you've been in contact with animals and their food, you should wash your hands. Do not kiss your pets. Stu, 
I see a lot of people in Richmond while walking their hamsters um, on a leash down the sidewalk, you know, taking their hamsters out. I mean, that puts us all at such risk. Absolutely. And so I know I'm going to probably sound like a bleeding heart person right now, but could we at least, instead of killing these animals, could we give the hamsters to Richard Gere? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, Dude, I'm not sure how much of our audience will catch that, but uh, let's let them figure it out. I have a gerbil up my ass. That's my problem. How long has it been there? Two days. But th this reminded me of what Denmark did. And I know this number is going to sound crazy to people, but Denmark actually killed 17 million minks and put 200 mink farms on essentially a suspension. And that's all because the minks tested positive for COVID at the beginning of the pandemic. And then they buried the minks. And now they're digging up all the buried bodies of the minks because the minks started to rise out of their shallow graves. And so this is all because these animals tested positive for COVID. The minks started to rise out of their, sh their shallow graves, kind of like um, shits do. What do you call those people? I mean, it's almost like a zombie movie. It's yeah, like a zombie movie. That's what I'm, what I'm talking about. I mean, really? <laughs> but... We have also seen zombie make make zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I'd see that movie, but I've discussed this on our one of our first podcasts where we did our kind of COVID episode with Uncle Walter, and I talked about how the Smithsonian was tracking the fact that the white-tailed deer population here in the United States had tested positive for COVID, and they could actually test this ac across multiple years because they have samples from previous years that they also tested for COVID, which were negative, but the new samples did test positive for COVID. And so, you know, you have people studying this in Ohio and Massachusetts. And so there's actually a nationwide effort to test white-tailed deer for COVID-19. And so they have it as well. And so my theory, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not a scientist. I'm just someone who is thinking for themselves. I'm not a medical professional. This is not medical advice. But what I'm saying is, I just think COVID is like yeast. I think it's everywhere. And so I think these animals are just going to test positive for COVID. I mean, should I go get a COVID test and test my cat to see if he's been? He's probably got it. But what I don't like seeing is this almost panic mindset where you just start killing off all these animals instead of realistically thinking that Maybe this is just everywhere. Yeah, maybe it's not a real threat to humans. But that's all I got for you today. So, Richard Gere, you got to save these hamsters, buddy. I wonder how long it would take him to use up 2,000 hamsters. All right, Stu, you sick son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, I'll catch you later. All right, bye. Yeah. I got nowhere else to go! I got nowhere else to go!